You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly food? This is Miracle in the Middle East, number two. And the Eagles fan. The Eagles fan. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the best place to talk Eagles football on the internet. I'm one half of your hosting duo, Eric, joined by my co-host, Dom Salvato. And the big story tonight, Joel Embiid. Oh, Joel Embiid is so fucking good at basketball. He's nasty. Did you, did you, were you watching the game last yeah, night? Yeah, I watched it. Man, I was, standing, I was standing in front of it, and I feel like a big Philadelphia sports uh, phrase is, they never win this game. And I'm standing in front of the TV, and we're in overtime. Uh, it's like a minute left, and I'm just standing, and I'm going, they never win this game. Feels like a loss. It feels like they they can't win this game. They never win this game. And then uh, the timeout comes, draws up a play. Joel Embiid turns around, throws up a three. Seven foot whatever tall, <laughs> 280, 300 pounds. Draining threes and with eyeballs. a fadeaway jumper three, disgusting. With zero point nine on the clock. I'm running around in my house. Naomi's been asleep for an hour and a half, and I'm screaming. I can't believe it. He's too good. He's too good. He's, he's too good. very much built different. He's yeah. He's he's the he's the perfect Philadelphia athlete. Like he's a little bit of a goofball. Uh, he wants to win just as bad as uh, we do, and clearly just just a match made in heaven. And I'm just. Like, you, you, you get to lay down afterwards, games like that, and you're just like, I'm just so happy he's ours. Like, I'm so happy that I get to see this because that's the best. Like, I think you texted me after he had a triple-double, like, in the middle of the year, and you're like, can you believe that there's people who say he's better than Iverson in terms of, like, talent level for Sixers? And those people could be right. And it's like, it's just ridiculous to to be uh, watching it year in and year out. And uh, it's it's. A blessing and a curse because we are an Eagles podcast and I have fully uh, shredded my um, responsibilities as a podcast host uh, for the most part um, and focused fully into the Philadelphia Eagles and, and what they do, uh, and the 76ers and what they've been doing. But you know what? We're a week out. It's fair. It's the off-season. You know what? It's the off-season and I'll be slightly prepared for this uh, podcast today, so... Uh, we're a week out of the draft as well, so I'm getting pretty gassed up for that as well. Yes, it is. It is draft time. <laughs> Love that, and we get to end that button, which we didn't talk about last last uh, episode, but we did talk about the trade. We get that button for a whole nother year. I hope we keep just trading picks so that we have to watch other teams suck uh, <laughs> and and enjoy their sadness. I do love the button. Let's do it again. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. It's been a while since we since we uh, have used that one. Yeah, we haven't had to uh, watch people's draft picks uh, since the season ended, but we got a whole year of it, and hopefully uh, the New Orleans Saints suck big fat balls. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm a little nervous about that, but whatever. Two first round picks next year. Yeah. Who cares? Unless one of them gets traded to. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, let's, let's because that's let's, something we got to talk about. There's a there's a distinct possibility, and and there's some rumors swirling around that the Eagles may be trying to trade up. Uh, I read top seven today. There's a there's a guy on Twitter, Vin the Insider. I don't know if you follow him. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. And, I don't think uh, he's an insider at all. No, me neither. But I do but, like his vibes. But he gets some stuff right. 
<laughs> yeah, well, he, t- he throws so Not many Not everything, darts. but but like he's got a few things, right? So today I, I saw him tweet, Eagles are trying to get into the top seven, and I was like, all right. And then I saw it somewhere else, and then I saw it on Instagram, and I'm thinking like, okay, well, it's certainly within Howie's wheelhouse to move up and get a guy. He likes to wheel and deal. We know that. If they're going to move up, let's say they want – I think the only guy I'd really want them to move up for is probably Sauce. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I think w- what we left last year, uh, last week with, was uh, essentially f- four guys left. It was Jermaine Johnson, uh, Jordan Davis, Traylon Burks, and Sauce Gardner. And I think because we have these picks, we put uh, Jermaine Johnson over Thibodeau. Uh, I think we or we, we just said think, we didn't think there was any we didn't shot. think there was a shot at Thibodeau. Okay, uh, and. I guess you could you could probably make an argument, but if the trade up is going to happen, I think it's going to be for Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Um, so instead of instead of having them face off against each other, I'd like to hear your ranking of four, and then I'll I'll come in with my ranking if we disagree at anything, because I think I have mine pretty well set in stone uh, with four through one. So let's let's do four first and see if we're on the same page with that. Okay, uh, for Jermaine Johnson. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know ball. Um, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of edge rushers in this draft, not only in the first round but in the second round. There's a few guys in the third round that are pretty interesting. Um, if, I, if they're going to prioritize defensive line, I would prefer to see them prioritize interior right now um, because of the way the team's put together. But they definitely well, – as I said that, I thought to myself, no, they need an edge rusher really bad. But I just, I don't know if I would, despite that being more of a need, and so let me like backtrack a little bit and, and correct myself. I think edge is more of a need, I, but I do think that the, my three is a superior player, and for that reason, I would put Jermaine Johnson at the bottom of the list here. Okay, yeah, so Jermaine Johnson's at the bottom of my list for very similar reasons. I think that... uh there are Jermaine Johnsons in every single draft. Uh, I think some of the players that we're going to talk about here, uh, my three is is probably, you know, you could flip a coin depending on positional need, uh, but I'm going to say that I think the Eagles could and should, based off of their history, find a guy, you know, they found Josh Sweat, I think, in like the third or fourth round. There's talent in the second round. If you're not going to address defensive end there, you should be able to find a guy. And it's not like the Eagles are in an immediate need for it. They, they're they going to have enough bodies out there with uh, Graham and um, Sweat, Hassan Reddick, uh, Barnett, Barnett unfortunately. Barnett. Well, maybe Barnett, this is like exactly what Barnett needs to kind of take a back a step back, you know. But, you know. I don't think Barnett – I think Barnett gets a little bit of a bad rap because he's like such a dick. Yeah. Um, but but he's, like he's – He's not bad. He's no. not a bad player. He's if not he was, great. If he was drafted where Josh Sweat was drafted, we would be very happy to have them both. Yeah. And and guys like Hassan Reddick are going to be available, you know, in free agency. Like, not guys like Hassan Reddick, but what I'm saying is defensive ends are available to, to pick up in free agency over the next couple of years. And I think there are more immediate needs um, that should be addressed right now, given, like, the immediate future that this team's heading towards. Which brings us to number three, Dom. Who, yeah. who do you have? I have Traylon Burks here. 
So the reason I have Traylon Burks, and I think we're not going to see uh, be exactly on the same page on this one. Traylon Burks, I think, is a is a very good player. I think he's dynamic. I think you know the comps to Debo Samuel uh, are pretty cool. I would like anybody who's comp to that kind of guy, but I mean, he's also Debo Samuel has just recently become available. Um, uh, I I think he's a good player. I'm interested in him. I wouldn't be like upset if the Eagles pick him. But I think wide receiver is a luxury pick, and I think they're again it's similar to defensive end, and that's why these two these two guys I think are like like get my dick hard when I talk about them. Traylon Burks doesn't really do that for me, um, and I think there's other players like that I'm interested in, like uh, the the guy from uh, North Dakota State who. At this point, it's a bit that I just don't know his name. It's Christian Watson. Christian Watson. Uh, <laughs> but I think <laughs> – Deets and Watson. <laughs> Deets and Watson, you know, Jahan Dotson. There's other players at wide receiver that if you – you know, if, if we punt it on both of these positions, defensive end and wide receiver, I would still be okay with picking a lot of players at, uh, uh, at, at 51 and, and even in the third round. I think there's talent there. I think there will be a run – and then there'll be a lull for a while, and that's where the Eagles can kind of get some value built into these positions. Whereas the other two guys that we haven't touched on yet are, like, to me, needle movers, like generational prospects, generational talents that you can't just pass up on. Uh, yeah, I think our two and three are going to be flipped because my three is Jordan Davis. Okay. And that's not to say anything bad about Jordan Davis. I kind of feel a similar way that you do, but I'm looking at it from a different perspective in, in terms of what is um, like a, a pick that you can afford to make, a pick that you can, you know, that that's just like, you know, the rich getting richer. In my mind, the Eagles' interior defensive line is not weak right now. They drafted Milton, Wil- Milton Williams last year. He was pretty good when he was on the field. Javon Hargrave was a pro bowler last year. Fletcher Cox is still Fletcher Cox, and while it's been a long time and maybe he's getting a little bit older, he's still an effective player. And I wonder where somebody like Jordan Davis comes in on the rotation. Meanwhile, the quarterback's dropping back and still throwing to Jalen Hurts, or Jalen Hurts is dropping back and still throwing to Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager, mm. which is a, a need right now. And yeah. even if this team's not ready to win this year, if they're two years out from being a competitor, um, having those pieces in place for whatever quarterback steps in, if Jalen Hurts turns, turns out not to be the guy, I think is very important. And so I have Trey, I have Traylon Burks as two and Jordan Davis as three. Yeah, so so – like this will this may uh be really surprising i actually have jordan davis is one here. Mm. yeah so jordan davis and that's not that's wow, not wow i knew you liked him i didn't know you liked him that much that's not jordan davis versus sauce gardner in a vacuum that's the price that it will cost you to move up and get sauce gardner will cost you jordan davis plus maybe next year's so okay, so, so all that's, right. That's, well, now you're changing the rules here. You you asked me to rank them, right? Well, so I I guess rank them through the lens of the Eagles. So 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 let's let's step one step back, and I'll preface with everything I'm about to say. With I think Sauce Gardner is the best player in this draft. So so I if if it's like just like if we had one like not maybe one's a tough because of positional value. Eh. 
I wouldn't mind picking Sauce Gardner at one. That's how much I think he's like a game changer. He he gave up sixty two yards last year. Like people don't throw to him. It's he's he's gonna be good. Like it's one of those ones where it's like one the one he's gonna be good in the NFL. Um but I I like my negative aspect of him as like the winner of mock, mock madness is like the opportunity cost it would be to move up. He's the only player that I would wanna do that and I wouldn't be upset if they did. That's why I had him at two. But I like I've fallen in love with Jordan Davis because Jordan Davis at fifteen, you still get to have eighteen, and then eighteen maybe is Traylon Burks or Chris Olave or you know a wide receiver, or you know you move out of that pick and you can you know keep your optionality, get get two of these guys, or you know there's there's safeties that I'm like falling in love with all of a sudden. Like I wish the Eagles had like four second round picks instead of. Two yeah, first round picks. I, I've been trying, like I've been toying with the mock draft tool, mm-hmm. and I keep trying to find a way to get Jaquan Brisker. Brisker, and it just feels like it's not meant to be. Like I can't because trading, trading up into the second. I, I don't know. It just it's it's hard without giving up. To, like what feels like a gross amount, you know. Like I don't want to lose a one, and. I don't really want to give up the rest of my draft. I don't know. It's it's I've been having a hard time figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. Um I just uh Man, I I might even go crazy enough to say that I think like value-wise Jordan Davis is going to be like I just, he's he's like the best defensive tackle athletic score-wise. Of all time, like he's he's a one of one athletic freak. He's like, let me see here. He's three hundred and forty one pounds, and he runs a four seven eight forty. He's faster than JJ Watt when he ran his combine. His ten yard split is one point six eight seconds faster than JJ Watt. He's a defensive tackle that just dominated. Uh, you know, all of last year is a run stopper. I think he shed it weight, and I think it wasn't a uh, effect of saying. Um, you can't rush the passer on third down. I think Georgia uh, Georgia was so stacked last year that they just didn't need them to. Like you're you're there in third and long, no matter what. I think their defense is full of like studs. Like I th- I said last week, I was afraid that they were uh, there were players that got uh, boosted up because of the play of the defense as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think there's actually players that are like getting overlooked because of how good the defense was that they didn't put out great tape, but they're going to be like freaks. Like, um, I can't think of his name, the safety. So that just goes to show you, uh, he's going to be like the plays that I've seen him on, like Google, like clips, uh, a a freak athlete, super great player. But I mean, it's, uh, Lewis sign, such a good player. Uh, not much tape out there because how many times did the Georgia for safety really need to be used when every play was blown up in the backfield by that defensive line? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm very excited, and I think Jordan Davis is a type of player in the same way that Sauce would be uh, is a player that I would like immediately be able to like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Quentin Tarantino movie point and be like that's that's my guy. That. I was pointing for effect. No, I was looking at the. I was looking at the cage over there. Do you think you got the lizard? Yeah, I bought a lizard this week. Did I you, think I had a manic episode. It? Did you? Yeah, name I named him Stick. Stick. Stick's a good one. Stick Stickly. Stick Stick. Stick for short. Nice. Does he play the guitar? 
I, you know, I don't know. I he's still a little scared of me. <laughs> so I'm trying to. It's most women in Boston next weekend. Still, still, a little, <laughs> still a little scared of us. <laughs> Happy uh, bachelor party, uh, Eric Davis next weekend. Yeah. Also, Jordan Davis, if they draft him, you could have a Davis jersey. Yeah, I would never. You couldn't even if it's Jordan Davis. You could always you could always have the joke. A lot of people confuse us, Eric and Jordan. No, I also run a four seven eight forty. I would, uh, I would not wear a jersey with my own name on it. Yeah, because somebody might see me and be like, "Oh, he bought a fucking custom jersey. What a fucking chooch!" <laughs> yeah, I would not get a Salvador jersey. There's no chance that anyone could even be confused. At least Davis, they're like, oh, probably like. It would be a Jordan Davis jersey, but you're Eric Davis. And they, all, yeah, they would know and be like, they would just think. Yeah, me, yeah, like, you know? oh, he's got a Jordan Davis. Like, they wouldn't even have to know your last name. For me, there's like, there are no Salvatos. Unless Jordan Davis' number is like 43, 45. Oh, he's 99. Like a number that I would never pick. Right. Even still, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't want it. So, so, all in all, where, where does that put you with your, with your one and two? Are you, like, I, I think we both think that. Sauce is special. Yeah, it's, uh, he's my number one out of those four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the most likely to hit. I think he's like a can't-miss player for sure. Uh, I really do like Jordan Davis a lot. And, you know, I, I don't have any negatives about Jordan Davis. I just think for the Eagles, I think I know that they picked wide receiver a lot in the last few years, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change the fact that they need one right now, and I don't think they need an interior defensive lineman today as bad as they need a wide receiver now if there was an edge rusher whose talent i believed in as much as jordan davis's in that section yeah that may change that may push Traylon burks back because i think that the eagles need an edge rusher bad uh barnett's probably not you know long-term long-term starter um brandon graham is at the end of his career coming off of a i think he had a torn acl last year and we don't know if he's going to be the same. Josh Sweat is a good player, and he's turning into a good player, but he's also got a pretty extensive injury, injury history, history, and he misses games a lot. So, you know, I know that they, they brought in um, uh, Hassan Reddick, and I like Hassan Reddick, but I'm hoping they use him in the linebacker spot more than they rush him off the edge. So I think that they're, the most immediate need for this team is DB. Yeah. And so I'd like to see them go Gardner. I think the second most immediate immediate need is edge, and the third is wide receiver. And that's an and interior lineman is not there. Right. And that's why my thing it's not purely talent based. Because I think I think Burks and, and Jordan Davis, as far as just ranking their talent, mm-hmm. I think they're pretty close for me. I think Traylon Burks is gonna be a serious player. Yeah, I think he's gonna be good. I think he he is kind of like Debo, if he ends up in like a an offense that is like stagnant, I don't think like not a creative offensive mind may be dangerous for him. I think he's going to need to be schemed up a little bit early on while he still polishes his route tree. But I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think I think no one who knows like anybody who likes him will be a creative offensive mind. And I think the guys who want like Palace route runners and are not going to get too flexible with how they utilize them and deploy them probably don't have the same interest level as a guy like Kyle Shanahan would because Kyle Shanahan probably drools at the idea of a guy like Traylon Burks. 
Yeah, I mean, and listen, here's the thing. I, of course, he's got a little bit more development to, to do. Most, almost all wide receivers that are going to come out of college are going to have some development to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, he can do things right now that win. Yeah. He, can, he can catch contested balls. He can use his body to box out corners. He can, he's, he's blazing fast. I mean, there are things that were, will allow him to win now, the way that he is today, while he develops. Yeah. So I think he can win a lot in the NFL. I think he's going to be, I really, really think he's going to be a good player. I have him, honestly, he's my wide receiver too behind Garrett Wilson. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see the argument for it. I think he's, I think he's got a uh, this this wide receiver class is really like n- there's nobody that I think is like a superstar, but all of them are good. Like I'm, I'm excited for all of them. I, I don't know who's going to be the like quote hit, but I think there's definitely going to be more than one guys that are going to be like special. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Forward. There's a there's a lot of wide. Receivers. I just even, don't know even which. into the second. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love George Pickens. Like Pickens again, a second rounder that I would like. That's that's what makes those guys like fall for me. Is like I wouldn't mind. I'd be just as happy with Pickens. And if you had to move up and trade one of these picks to get, uh, like, say you had to trade your two ones to move up to get Sauce, I think that would be like not realistic. I don't really know what the value chart looks like, but like to move up, you know, you're giving up picks to like miss out on wide receiver. Would be perfectly fine with that if it ends with you getting George Pickens in the second round. Well, what if you trade out? What if you trade back? Right. Let's say. Let's say you do this. Sauce is gone. Mm-hmm. You trade out of fifteen. Right. You get. I don't know. A low one. And a and a two. Mm-hmm. And then you find a way at eighteen. You take Davis. Love it. Your second one, you take the best corner there. Hopefully, it's Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth, yeah. And then you get two picks in the second round, Jaquan Brisker, and then George Pickens. Yeah, and then we just fix the Eagles like single handed. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be incredible. Right. I think I think I I'm having a lot of trouble figuring out what the Eagles are gonna do. Um, like, are they gonna move up? Are they moving back? I mean, what? I guess we can. Move move on to this. What what do you think the Eagles are going to do? Do you think they're going to stay put? Do you think they're going to move up? Uh, do you think they're going to trade back? And which one are you like hoping they do? Um, if they move up and the price is right, I I hope it's for Gardner. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think it would be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if there's going to be. A cost that Howie's going to accept. So, I think the most likely scenario right now is that they stay put. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope if they have an opportunity to get Gardner, they do. If not, I hope they stay put. Right. Um, because, like we said, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent in this draft. Two first round picks, two top twenty picks can make a big difference on your team. Yeah. Um, and listen, they've got a lot of picks next year, too. Yeah. They've got a lot of ammunition. If they want to jump back in, maybe you use future picks to jump back in. Yeah. You know, because 51 is a, a long ways. 
Yeah, fifty. Like if you could get get into the top of that second round, there's a lot of talent there that's a, that's just different than fifty one. Yeah, I think they can get a. I, I think they can get a couple good players out there. Like, like I see them drafted uh, like the secondary tier of linebacker, which is like exciting to me. I think if they if they can get like that secondary tier of safety or linebacker at fifty one, like that's a win. I think I do want them to stay put. I wouldn't be opposed to drafting at fifteen and moving back at eighteen, and maybe, maybe they're the receiver of Kansas City's dreams is sitting there, and they want to give you these two end of the first round picks or something, like something of that package nature. I'm all day doing that. I'm running to take that trade, um, but I'm just, I'm just not. I'm I'm more unsure of this year than I was. Like I was very confident that it was like between, like it was wide receiver. Felt like wide receiver. Uh, like for me, it was like wide receiver or Sewell, and Sewell, you know, we traded back, and then it was like wide receiver, little touch on Parsons, but it was like four guys that we could like name on our fingers and say, there's a possibility, here's the one we want the most. This one, it's like I see a lot of players that like I see a mock draft one day, it's like Jameson Williams, Jordan Davis. I'm not soft, I'm, I'm happy about it. Then I see like, uh, Drake London and just say Nakobe Dean, and I'm like that would piss me off. Like I I don't think I can talk myself into Drake Drake London. Uh, he's like my like number one. Like please don't give me Drake London. I can't do this again. Do you have a player like that that you absolutely despise and you can't understand why? Um. Well, I mean, I've been pretty vocal about not wanting Drake Drake London, London. but. You know another guy that that I'm kind of out on, and it's it's nothing against him necessarily. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but Chris Olave is mm-hmm. a guy that you know I, I see we we mock a lot, and I just don't I just don't love it. You know we we talked. I think he's probably like he's he's much closer to the archetype that Devontae Smith fills, mm-hmm. and. I don't want this team to get smaller. Yeah. You know, the the offense is lacking size a little bit. Um, I don't want a small wide receiver. Now, I would make an exception for Jamison Williams. He's only 100, 195 pounds yeah. or something. But he's also long, and he plays strong, and he's big, and, you know, he's... Game-breaking speed. Yeah, he's just, he's just he's a weapon in a, in a weapon league. So I would make an exception for him. And this isn't to say that Chris Olave isn't a great wide receiver, but... I don't know if if you if you're going to get somebody that's that's smaller. I think there's two guys in that you know range of height and weight, Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams, that are better. So I don't want the yeah. third best speed guy. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And you have that guy, and and it's not to say. Look, I just I feel like why why take on unnecessary risk at that draft pick with a guy who doesn't seem like. A short like Chris Olave, great route runner. So is Devontae Smith. Skinny guy, so Devontae Smith. Why would you want two of those guys? And and Devontae Smith is I I was worried about his size and he seems to be an anomaly in that way. Why would you try to like bank on another anomaly? It feels like feels like too much risk, uh not enough reward there. Especially if you can like wait and get a pickens or another player in that second round. I just I, I'm I'm shocked that uh and Christian Watson, whose name I didn't remember, just scrolled online and saw it again. Uh but again, 
not to not to harp on it too much. I I think I think wide receiver is my most uh like picky George Pickens picky position wise. Whereas like I think there's enough guys that I'm not sold on them drafting one unless it's Jamison Williams. I think he's like my guy there, and that's about it. Um, and then I'm like in love with Jordan Davis, uh, and I'm in love with Sauce Gardner, and I'm excited. For next Thursday, but I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, they could go, they could go like a million ways, and mm-hmm. th- they're doing a good job not tipping their hand. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I mean, we have no idea. I don't know. I mean, they're they're effectively smoke screening the shit out of me. That I've actually earlier last week I was convinced that we were drafting uh, Matt Corral. I mean, I want to talk about that. Okay. Well, so there's a couple other things I think, you know, Mock Madness uh, concludes with us saying we like uh, Jordan Davis and uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, and we have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. Other things going on in the draft, I think there were slight rumors, uh, Matt Corral to a couple different teams. He's been invited to go. Uh, Do you see Matt Corral as a... uh, as a potential eagle, uh, and do you want to kill yourself as much as I do at the idea of him being picked at 15 or 18? Um, I, I don't want to pick him at 15 or 18. Here's the thing about Matt Corral. About drafting quarterbacks in general in this situation, if you're the Eagles. This is a quarterback-needy league. Mm-hmm. Going into a quarterback drought and a bad quarterback draft. Just going through, and I'm going to pull up, if you just give me a second. The quarterbacks in this draft, what are we looking for? The draft order this year. Okay. So. Just going through the first couple teams, Mm -hmm. Detroit needs a QB. Yes. Houston may need a quarterback at the end of this year when the Davis Mills experiment pans out. We'll see. I actually think he might be good, but who knows? The Jets don't think they need a quarterback. Who knows? But they might. The Giants need a quarterback. The Panthers need a quarterback. The Giants have convinced themselves that they don't need a quarterback this year. Yeah. They're fools. Right. But... I'm talking between this year and next. Oh, you're so you're right? looking at the landscape of the NFL as a whole. That's correct. Okay. okay. Atlanta needs a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Seattle needs a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Again, we're at the Jets. Washington may need a quarterback next year. They will. Minnesota may need a quarterback next year. I know they just re-signed them or something, but they why? What? You, who wants to live in purgatory forever? I, I don't understand it. The Saints will need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Steelers need a quarterback. Yes, sir. The Packers don't right now. We'll see. Arizona may need a quarterback because Kyler Murray's making noise. He wants to get out. Mm-hmm. Dallas may be in the maybe looking for a QB next year. No, that wouldn't shock me. They're they're locked into his. contract. There's a lot though. of tension with him. Yeah, but he's locked into that contract. It kind of makes it impossible. And as you notice, as we get to the end of this, uh, the next couple people. I guess this isn't uh, indicative there's, of order. There's yeah, Tampa the, Bay. Tennessee, Tennessee may need a QB next year. We'll I mean, see if they stick with them. I mean, everybody needs a quarterback. I mean, because they're not going to win. At some point, they've got to be honest with themselves that they're not going to win a quarterback with, with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And they're going to, 
I mean, they were running Derrick Henry into the ground. Yeah. Tampa, who knows how many years you got with who Brady. Know, exactly, who knows. And, you know, so there's a lot of teams in this league that are QB needy yeah. and are not going to get that satiated this year. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Eagles, one thing that you cannot do, what you cannot do is go into the going to next year, not this coming year, but the following year, saying to yourselves once again, oh, I guess, well, this will just be Jalen Hurts, uh, his real test year. This is his real trial year. 2021 was his trial year, but it didn't really, you know, he didn't do that good. We, we just decided to run it back. 2022, he still didn't do that good, but now there's no quarterbacks again. So we're just going to run it back, and we're going to use up this opportunity, this time where we have young talent on this offense that's not making too much money, mm-hmm. and we're going to waste it playing this experiment to try and see how good Jalen Hurts can be. You can't do it. You can do it this year. I understand if you don't have a choice and you got to do it this year. You can't run the risk of doing it next year. And the idea that it's a given that the Eagles are going to be in a position to draft a quarterback next year because they've got multiple first-round picks is just it's a myth. The Eagles are probably going to win 9 or 10 games again. That's the team that they are. The Saints were awful last year. I mean, their roster was depleted last year. Kamara didn't have the kind of year that he normally does. They didn't have a real quarterback in there for most of the year. Michael Thomas missed his second year in a row, and they still won nine games. So this like this idea that it's just a given they're going to be in a position to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young next year is just not true. And what I'm afraid of is that they really genuinely like Corral. And if they do, that they may pass on him because, well, it's a quarterback week draft and we have a lot of needs. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I understand that thinking, if not for the environment of the league right now. Because guess what? If the Houston Texans are picking third overall or second overall next year and you offer them two first round picks, but they need a quarterback, they're not take they may not they may not take it because your franchise rides on the back of your QB. It is insanely valuable. It's not something you can just deal away. And if you're a quarterback away, if you're the Saints next year, well, we have the Saints pick, so l- let me take that back. But if you are the Giants next year, and you had two first-round picks this past year, and you, you're building your roster back, and you're picking second, you're not trading in a way. Because you're QB away. Yeah. No, I, I, I see where you're coming from with that. It's, I think my my issue with it is I, I don't think I know as much as like the evaluators in the NFL, but I can't see a quarterback that I think like – other, uh, the, I'll 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 step I'll step that back. I think Malik Willis has the tools. Like if he's, uh, like if a team is like willing to be patient with him and do the right thing with him, I think he's got a chance to be something of a player that's like wins you games because of him, as opposed to other players that I I think of as uh, like Kenny Pickett, Ritter, Corral, and that's about my line. I I think like. Sam Howell, Carson Strong, they're like career backups, if that. But those three guys, I think they could win games. I mean, Kenny Pickett is like my number – Ritter and Kitty, Kenny, are like that tier of like 
Ritter? You have Ritter over Malik Willis? Uh, no, so Malik Willis I see as like that upper tier of like potential, okay. and, but won't win you games this year. Kenny, Pick, uh, Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter are the type of players that if you drop them in a perfect situation, you'll win some games with them, but they're not they're not like Oh, you have Ritter for, over Corral? Yeah. I, I'm oh, not, I don't think I'm that's not fair. sold on Corral either. I, I think Ritter showed more like in in the college, you know, college season. I mean, you could look at tools maybe and, and you can give Corral, but Corral was playing in an in an offense that uh, coached by Lane Kiffin, it's a it's an RPO system. You can yes. you can kind of, I mean, there's people that succeed in that, and you know, there's teams that run that offense. But it's it's usually a masking agent, you know, similar to I think of like Oklahoma is a masking agent for a quarterback's well, like I, negative tendencies. I I want you to understand that I'm not making <laughs> this point to to try to like drive home that we have to, uh, to draft take, Matt Corral. I'm only using Corral as an example because they seem to be interested in him. And yeah. if if they're in love with Kenny Pickett, I want them to take Kenny Pickett. If yeah. they're if you are in love with a QB, truly in love with a quarterback, that's the most important position in sports and we don't have a quarterback of the future. If that's what their front office and what their scouts believe, then I think they should not be afraid to draft the quarterback because the consensus says that these quarterbacks aren't that good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think they they the onerous is on them to, you know, have that due diligence and make that decision. Uh, if I was in power, I would not be making that decision. But I do understand the 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 risk of like. I think your f- biggest fear probably is not sucking, but being in QB, QB QB purgatory with like. Now you've now you've had two. Say say knock on wood. I hope I hope where we do have the situation where Harry Roseman hits on back-to-back drafts and he drafts really well through the first and second rounds into the third, you know, then you have like a really good core of like seven guys on your team, you know, and then you have, you have other picks that, you know, you got, you got a good offensive line. You have like a, a makings of like a, a upper, you know, an, an ascending team. But if you don't have the quarterback, you're, you're sitting there waiting for the quarterback. And now you're in a position where you're too good to have top of the draft picks and you're too, uh, bad to win a Super Bowl because you don't have the quarterback. The only thing I will say now that isn't was not even a reality even a year and a half ago is it's starting to get where quarterbacks and other players, other like high talented players like wide receiver, which we should get to on Debo, superstars are now have more control over where they want to go. If you want to get out, you can force your way out, and it's it hasn't been that way. Like we may be sitting in a position where we hit. And Kyler Murray becomes available. I don't know what that price tag would be, but I can imagine if he says I'm not going to sign with Arizona, Arizona is going to have to eventually, you know, before they get nothing for him, they're going to have to move on. Same thing with other other really talented players are going to be in that position. We don't know what it's going to be like for, I'm trying to think, the AFC does a really good job. Those top-tier AFC guys are really taken care of. So I think I think Kyler might be the only example that I can think of off the top of my head. But like the age of the quote I've heard it termed as like the mercenary quarterback, like that later year quarterback, maybe in two years, maybe in a year, there's a guy who just says, I, I can't play here anymore. I don't want to play here anymore. And they, they grant him that wish and he moves on. And the Eagles are now a prime spot because they've hit on two straight drafts. 
So I, I like the optionality. <laughs> you give up optionality when you draft a quarterback. I know, this year. but but here's the problem though. If it takes you two drafts to do it, mm-hmm. and you're going into 2024 looking for that quarterback, you better win that year, like immediately, which yeah. is probably not going to happen. You probably need two years to be a real competitor. They're probably not going to come in and win off the rip. Now you're paying this quarterback a yeah. vet. You're paying him probably big money. I mean, shit. Everybody gets thirty million a year. Yeah. Everybody gets thirty million a year. So by then you you might be paying thirty five, forty million. And guess what? Devontae Smith has to get paid. Yeah. These yeah. new guys that you're that you're talking about drafting, they gotta get paid. Mm-hmm. I mean No, I, I, I see where you're coming from and I, I at this point, because of the fact that this is a terrible year to want a quarterback and I think you you more so than me, but like don't see this superstar step forward that probably, I mean, the realist to me is thinking it's probably not going to happen for Jalen Hurts. But I just think, like, I'd rather you might be sitting here if you draft, another, like, a quarterback in the second round going, well, what if we had used that pick for – saying the same thing, because if you use that second pick, second round pick for Jeremy Chin, who knows where this Eagles team would be. You know, now without picking Jalen Hurts, I don't, I can't rewrite history. But you know, I I will say that um, I think that uh, an important factor is trusting the people who are in charge uh, making these draft picks. And one thing I can trust is that we've become a political podcast uh, that is. Solely backing one person, yeah, yeah, to yeah. run Pennsylvania or at a minimum represent Pennsylvania, the state, the state of Pennsylvania, also the state of South Philadelphia via Pennsylvania. It is a state. We are our own independent nation. Yeah, if you listen last week, we came out pretty hard in support for our boy Mikey G, and this week we got a we got a little surprise for everyone. Don't tell Keep us your to pants stick to on. sports. Mikey G himself, future state rep, is on the pod. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. Good evening. What's happening? I'm so happy to be here. Wow. wow. I, you know, it, it's, not, it's not every day that you know that you are uh, on the phone with a big, big-time government representative, Mikey G. Jordan. <laughs> future president. <laughs> Mike, listen, I'm we gotta here. get I'm trying. We gotta get your take on some sports real quick and then and then we will get to politics because this is a blended political <laughs> sports podcast. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to do. Thanks thanks for having me. Oh, it's we're, an we're, honor, really. we're thrilled to have you, bro. Don't don't even mention it. So listen, what are you thinking for the draft, man? What what are they gonna do? Who do you like? You know, Eric, I'll be honest. I, I couldn't even tell you who I like for the draft because I, I don't know any of them. That's that's what I that's what I like to hear. An honest man, an honest politician, an honest man. The first one I've ever met. First honest politician. That was a trick question because we knew because I've I've watched sporting events with you and I've seen you not look at the television for at least half of the game. So I I know that you don't give a shit, but you just want to see him do well. So so you know that that was a test and you have absolutely passed. But Mike, you are an Eagles. I want to see him do well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. That's good enough. Yeah. That's, hey, that's Mike for South Philly, baby. Mike for South Philly. Listen, even by I doing that. I want to see that, him do well. I want to see him pick whoever 
the best people they are to build a good team, you know? Love it. Love it. And and you know what? When, when the Eagles do well, we all do well. That's true. That's a fact. Yeah, we, true we, that. we have some hope. You're already better than Ed Rendell at this whole sports talk side of it. So think about that. <laughs> My blood pressure has been pretty high ever since the Eagles started to not be good again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Mike, can you do me a favor? What what the what the fuck does a state rep do? So a state representative uh, is a legislator. You know they they do legislation, but they're a liaison between their districts and the state government. Yeah, they point people uh, and constituents to resources that are available, and they help bring grants and money and jobs and projects to the the district. Um, you know, and they support the people in the district. So and they could be a liaison between the city too and the federal government. You know, they're there's somebody that is your representative, your voice in government, and they're probably the closest representative for you because the districts are small enough, at least in Philadelphia, where you know you you can know who your representative is. Okay. So what are what are some things that you would like to bring? I mean, like, you know, within your power, of course, if you were to be elected as state rep, which I think is a given at this point, what are some things you would like to bring to your community? You know, I want to bring back, first and foremost, the constituent service. You know, you should be able to call your state representative's office, and if you have a problem, find the solution to that problem and be pointed and connected in the right direction of that. Um, secondly, uh, I'm big on bringing resources back and that's notifying and engaging with the community to let them know what's available. If you're a small business, what can they do on the state level to help you? Um, if you have some problem, uh, where can they direct you to go to, to solve that problem? And then <clears throat> crime is a big issue right now, as we see in the city. Mm-hmm. How do we support uh, with reform of the Philadelphia police, but we su- how do we support them with state funding? How do we make sure they have the tools and the training and what they need to do their job and to do it well to fight the issue of crime that we're having right now? Um, quality of life, cleaning, uh, making sure our, our streets are, are safe and clean, and you know, encouraging neighborhood groups and community watch groups um, to care for our community again. You know, I'm fourth generation South Philadelphian. I have my roots deeply planted here. I love my neighborhood. I love my community. I love my home. Um, and I'm doing this because I want to represent South Philly and I want to bring our voices to the table in Harrisburg and make sure that we're known and we get representation and adequate representation. Um, and then small business, you know, I'm a small business owner, so that's near and dear to my heart to make sure that we, as a <clears throat> district, we support our small businesses and we know, again, let them know what is out there for them, especially as we go through this pandemic recovery and we try to, you know, rebuild again. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's a big one for me as well, because I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you know, my fiance and I opened up a business six months ago. Um, you know, for yeah, the first time, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike actually yeah. hooked me up with a realtor who put me put me in the location. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a big one for me. I mean because we we were flying blind. I got to be honest with you. I mean we were we were stumbling through it. 
Yeah, and you know, <clears throat> we need to to make and spread the word better, um, and that's what's lacking now uh, in the current person who holds the office. You know, they don't, they're not bringing and making you know known what they can do or what's available to them and how their office can help them. The current, um, you're talking about the current and, district rep, right? Yeah, the current incumbent. Okay. Sounds like they suck, comparatively speaking, to Mikey J. And you're not, you don't have to speak on that. Listen, Mike, we, we know, <laughs> we know, we don't want any sound bites to get you in trouble, but I will have to ask you, what's the worst thing you've ever done that we could use as dirt for you, just in case you do uh, become president one day? We'd like to become the number one, <laughs> we'd like to become the number one podcast in America. And, you know, when you get to the higher up, uh, there, he is not coming out of that cage. That lizard you're isn't coming be, out. I need I need a powerful backer to make sure our podcast is the best in the world, number one podcast on the on the charts. And I think having dirt on you will help. Yeah, we're asking you to do corruption. <laughs> Could, yeah, would you like to be? Can corruption? you do a little corruption with us? Yeah, corrupt. <laughs> You'll be invited to the White House. Love it. You'll Love, be, first, we'll, do, wow. we'll do a live podcast from the Oval Office. We will. We could drive the Roadmaster over. Is that what this thing's called, the Roadmaster? Yeah, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah, and we we'll, can. We'll do it all, in the White House with Mikey J. Love it. And when we win this election, we'll do a podcast live from Harrisburg. Love there it. it is. So wait. So how do how tell everybody how do we vote for you? When? Where? What number do we push? So May 17th is the primary. I'm the Democratic endorsed candidate um, in the election, and it, I'm running in the 184th uh, legislative district, which runs from Wharton Street south all the way to the Navy Yard from Broad Street east to the Delaware River. So if you live in the lower southeastern half of South Philadelphia, you're in the district, 184. Uh, first and foremost, you have to be a registered Democrat, so make sure you're registered. If you're not, you could go online to the city commissioner's site, register to vote, uh, register to vote as, as a Democrat, and then you can uh, vote for me in the election. Um, but May 17th, I'm button number 16, the long Italian name on the ballot. <laughs> um, you could go on my website, mikeforsouthphilly.com. We are having our grand opening of our campaign headquarters uh, Saturday at 12 o'clock at 1626 East Pashunk Avenue. Come out, say hello. Uh, but more importantly, tell your family and friends, make sure they vote. And let's send you know a champion from South Philly to Harrisburg to represent the people in South Philly. Um, and you know that's the only way we're going to get this done. We got to get out, and we got to make sure we vote May seventeenth. Hell yeah! Sir. Can't think of anybody better to represent South Philly than the Prince of Pashunk himself. Hell yeah! See you Sunday. <laughs> See you Sunday, Mike. By the way, the the taste of Pashunk. I'm sure you'll be there. Flavors of the Avenue will be there. Oh yeah! Hell yeah! Just kissing That's babies. That's another good community Kiss. event. On what? that point, Oops. that is a good absolutely. Community. You know what? And and that's where you're from, so I'm not surprised. So if you want Pennsylvania to look a little bit more like Pashunk Avenue. Just just vote Mikey J. Vote Mikey J. It's obvious. Yeah. And you know what? Wait, Sunday. Sunday's Flavors of the Avenue? Yeah. <laughs> Dom was on uh Dom was on our Bachelorette this weekend. 
So she's in New Orleans, and you know what happens to me when Damo goes away. Yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> this is the most beer I've I just, had it I just at drink. a podcast. <laughs> I just drink the whole time because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> so I guess I'll see you Sunday, So too. I guess I'll see you Sunday, buddy. All right. Well, well Sunday, Ma- April 24th, well, East Pass Shock. Love it. All right, Mikey G, we're, we're going to let you go because uh, there's breaking news uh, that I, I have to break through Jeff McLean. So we're going to let you go. May 17th, vote Mikey G, the long Italian name. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for getting on, Mike. Of course. It. Thank Means you. A lot. Always. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. All Stay right. Well. All right. Bye-bye. There he goes. Mikey G, everybody. Make sure you get out and vote. Make sure you get out and vote for our boy. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny. We, we, uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous that we just did that. <laughs> we, have, we have, we have 20 listeners. None of them, none of them vote in the district. <laughs> Only I vote. You weren't even in the district. Not, I don't live in there, in the district anymore. I wait, but I was born and raised in that district. So you may, well, have you changed your address? Yeah. yeah, I just bought this house. Yeah. So, well, hey, listen, I'm voting for Mikey G. I can campaign for Mikey G. I love campaigning for Mikey G. It's one of the funniest things we've ever done. This was what I just did, even though I can't vote, was worth 50 votes. Yeah, exactly. And maybe I'll vote fraudulently. Yeah, hell yeah. Who's going to stop me? Nobody. And no one's going to dig this podcast up. Everything We're- that I have ever done in my life that I wasn't sure if I should do, I said to myself, is anyone going to stop me? And if the answer was no... I just did it. I can't wait to see the video, and it's uh, you and me throwing up on Sunday Sunday at the Avenue and going, do you want a state representative that associates with people like this? Because <laughs> that's who Mikey G hangs out with. <laughs> um, so here's the breaking news, something that I was campaigning for for a long time. What is it? Jeff McLean at 716, so while during this podcast – J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is moving from receiver to tight end. Oh, my God. My yep. fucking eyes are rolling With the right offseason now. program set to begin Monday, the former second rounder has embraced this transition. He can't catch. What's he going to do with tight end? Block. Block and stud. Now, you know what the best part about this, this is? This fucking guy off of this team, please. This The best part about this is he's going to be on this team, uh, special team stud, and now we have a reason to deploy him as a blocking machine. Just sign Dick Rod again. No, this is our this is our tight end. This is fucking I'm, this I'm, is stupid. I'm ready for JJ Arcega Whiteside. He, you know what? Somebody's spending too much time on like the Philadelphia Eagles Reddit something <laughs> because that's just some dumb shit that would come out of there. It was him. It was, it was his mom who held the umbrella for him. Fucking anyway. Uh. Wow. <laughs> Mikey G. Can't can't be any worse at tight end. Um uh Yeah, so I think the last thing we uh want to touch on is the availability of Debo Samuel and how bad you want him and what you're give, willing to give up to get him. Uh I am running to the Niners with an offer for Debo Samuel. Running. Yes. There's like a trail of dust coming off my feet. I'm going so fucking fast. I love him. I love him. He's so cool. Like, like cool factor off the charts. Why draft Traylon Burks when you can just have Traylon Burks uh, at home, except it's a better version of it. So I'm all in on that. That was 
Care to explain the dynamic of... It's the, uh, why, why do we have to go to McDonald's when you have McDonald's at home? But it's uh, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel has been comped, or Traylon Burks has been comped too. Debo yeah. Samuel. Okay. I just heard, this is just a, I opened up the first potential trade. Number 18, and the first of two third-round picks, number 84 this year, and then a 2024 third-round pick for Debo Samuel. And then you got to pay him. Would you do that? Yes. I would absolutely do this. And here's here's my thing. I don't think that gets it done, but I would do it. Yeah. Well, I don't know what would get it done, but the I think it's I think there's a discount in picks because you have to pay them. Everybody knows that the TV money hits next year. The contracts, I mean, in theory, the there should be a very big cap jump in a year uh next year and then moving forward the cap is going to keep growing and growing. Receiver just took a huge step forward in terms of what they want to be paid. Because this piece of shit, Christian Kirk. Son of a bitch. Well, and then didn't help that what's-his-name just got $28 million a year, too. Uh, Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, but, why the fuck is Christian Kirk getting, getting paid se- on the, in the same tier as Devontae Adams? $17 million? Well, you know, because I think Doug, uh, Doug sees something, maybe. I don't know. But... That being said, that contract, like $22 million a year, I think this is from Inside the Birds. I hate I hate those motherfuckers, but I do listen to them because they do know things that I wouldn't want to Google on my own. They know their shit. They, they are fucking pompous motherfuckers, but they yeah. know their shit. Kaplan's, Kaplan's, Kaplan's smug. a little and He's, he's uh, a little smug. How many times do I have to fucking hear? I got to watch. I got to listen to it. You, you know, you, when you listen to the, the Philly Specialist, you get 15 minutes of Mikey G. Giorgiano talking politics. That's good content. I don't give a shit. We like to mix it up a little. I don't give a shit about Adam Kaplan playing fucking tennis. And I got to spend 10 minutes. And he used to be a fat fuck. Now he lost weight. I used to be a fat fuck. You don't hear me talking about it every single episode. Why? Because you don't give a fuck. That's my, uh, that's my soapbox. I've been holding that in. Speaking of Mikey G. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was surprised to hear him say we need a little, little police reform. Yeah, well, you know, he is running on the Democratic. Side. I was proud of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, look at you. Edward Maruka called me and said, uh, "I thought, <laughs> I thought he was one of us." <laughs> in terms of Edward Maruka being from an effluent family and living in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, and he's like, "I've seen his car. It's really nice." What is he talking about? What is he talking about police reform? He, I thought he was Republican. I'm like, you don't get elected in Philadelphia as a Republican. There hasn't been a Republican since Rizzo, and the only time you're ever going to see Rizzo relevant again is in our intro and that video, best video of all time. You're a crumb bum. I can't. We remember. don't know what button. I it can't is. remember which button it is. You're a real crumb bum. Wait, is, I think it's this one. You're, you're a crumb, crumb bum. Creep, lush coward. Yeah, I got and it. You're wanna, a crumb creep, lush coward. And I want to fight you. Uh. Debo Samuel, yes. Contract going to be uh, 20. So, this is what I heard from Inside the Birds 22 to $24 million a year average salary. When you look at that contract now, it's going to feel like, oh shit, that's a lot of money. But when the TV money hits and you're going to have a huge bump in this uh, cap, you're going to be happy that you made these deals now. As opposed to like four years from now when you have to pay Devontae Smith. And I I think there may be something that I don't understand about if you draft a guy, it's cheaper for you. 
cap wise? I guess like you. Well, can, I mean, they have an option. They have a fifth the extent, year option. The extension, maybe. Yeah, you're thinking of the fifth year option. I yeah, think. I think there's something to make it like lighten the load, and you got five years of cost control as opposed to four years of paying a shit ton of money to Debo Samuel. Um, but I don't think the Eagles have any intentions on paying big quarterback money for the next like four years or five years, depending on Squirm. when they draft the QB, either mm-hmm. this year or next year. And I and you know, we talked about the risk of them getting like fucked next year, which exists. But I think at least in the Eagles' mind, they're not planning on paying a big quarterback contract for the next like four years. Right. So I don't think they're I don't think they should be overly concerned with spending money on Debo. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to be strapped either Either you're going to continue to not pay Jalen Hurts big money and he becomes the guy, or you're going to draft the guy who's on a rookie deal, and you can spend that extra money. So if I'm the Eagles and the deal is right, uh, I am running. Now, there is a consideration because we have been, we've gone after a lot of uh, free agents this year and been shut out a lot. Yeah. So there's a consideration that they don't want to play here right now. Yeah, so I'm a little nervous about that, but ultimately, I mean, it's he doesn't have a no trade clause. He yeah, can't he say no, 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 tra- no, no trade clause. So it's going to be the best offer. Kyle Han- Shanahan kind of strikes me as like a little bit of an asshole, not in a bad way, but in a like in the same way that I'm an asshole. Like you're not going to tell me who you're. Like you don't want to play for me. That's fine. I'm going to trade you to whoever the fuck I want, and they're going to pay you. But I'm not going to do that. But uh, that being said. Uh, I'm I'm in on him, and I think that it would be like the best chance to really understand what Jalen Hurts can be, like what the best version of Jalen Hurts can be with like this. And if not, you you got him locked up, you got Devontae locked up, you, you have like a very solid core of offense to just drop that piece in. You know, barring your fear of of getting fucked on that. Pat Corral, RPO expert. Oh God, no! In a Debo Samuel offense. I mean, where they're gonna they're gonna utilize them on screens left and right, and Nick Sirianni's screen heavy. But what like what's what's really the difference between that and and like a Jalen Hurts? Like, is it really? Well, one thing Matt Corral does really well is get through his reads and get through his progressions, and he's got a he's got a he's got a quicker, more fluid release. He's a little more he's much more accurate across the middle. He's more accurate on the left. You know, he's not a perfect prospect. Don't get me wrong. But if the Eagles are in love with him, as the rumors would suggest, yeah, like if they if they think he's like head and shoulders above Jalen Hurts, I mean, who am I to say? You know, you guys know more. Like, like I said, I've been only staring at pictures of Joel Embiid for like the past two and a half weeks. So like, there's probably a guy who's watched every single snap that Matt Corral has uh, has played in his career. So I, I won't I won't like say like I know better than that. But I just I can't see. There's there's nothing during the like college season where I was paying attention. I was like, Matt Crow, light blue jersey, cool, cool, cool. tattoos, yeah. seems to have a little bit of swag, and you know they're te- you know he pl- had some pretty good games uh, for Ole Miss, but I just wasn't like he didn't blow my balls off. And I would say like the guy who bl- like blew my balls off the most was Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett's gotten like pretty pretty taken down a peg. Yeah, I feel like he, that really t- it really like went. I don't know what it's happened. Fucking hands, man. Really it's tamed. Tiny yeah, ass eight, hands. Eight inch hands. But like eight inches is huge. I would I would kill for hands that big. Corral got in trouble in school too. Yeah, I, he got into a fight with uh, whose kid did he fight? 
It was a Flyers kid, but I can't remember who it was. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Briere? That's a total guess. Uh, was it a Flyer? Matt Corral is getting mocked right now in this mock that I just pulled up. Uh, 49 to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, 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 I would bet... I would bet a dollar he goes in the first round. Yeah, he got invited, so that means somebody's interested in him. Maybe it's maybe it's 32 with Detroit. That would be an interesting one. Oh, that would be a really slick maneuver for Detroit. Because they got five years of control. Like, I think they're going to pick a quarterback at 32 uh, mm. if there's one there. that That's, that's kind of my – because yeah. you get that fifth year. That fifth year of control is, like, a big deal. I mean, yeah, that's huge. That's what uh, – that's why what's his name jumped back into the draft the year that the uh the for Lamar Jackson. Uh they jump in. Who they who'd they get that pick from? Who would who picked thirty second that year? I think it was the what year was that? Twenty twenty eighteen draft after the twenty seventeen year. Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. So the Eagles the Eagles won in twenty Yeah, yeah, it was the Eagles. Yeah. To 18. yeah, they it was the Eagles. That's I, okay. I was it was the Eagles and they must have they How do you have, get the thirty second pick? They must have got that by winning the Super Bowl. That which is the I, Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, to, I'm. I got to check my stats, <laughs> and I have to double check. I, I'm. I'm looking right now. I'm looking at my uh, advanced metrics. I'm trying to find out if winning the Super Bowl is good. It, it. Okay, confirmed. It is good to win the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Mikey G really really threw us off the rails, huh? There's usually not rails. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't believe this whole offseason, despite the fact that, you know, uh, Matt Corral is, has been the biggest insult to Jalen Hurts I've had uh, this whole offseason. We haven't really argued about Jalen Hurts so far. I Well, it's because you've accepted the truth. I don't think I've accepted the truth. Well, I... I can't accept the truth that much that I don't think he's I think he's better than every single quarterback in this draft class. So, and you don't even want to know the sick things in my head when it comes to Kyler Murray. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm I'm off of him. He's turned me off. He's so good though. I just I know he's a head case, but he's so you're good. A little scumbag boy. You would be I fucking pro- insane to say that you don't want him on this team for the right price. Just, He's very, 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 very good at football. He's very good. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm my fear with him is like he's he's like not he's going like my my thing with him is he is going to get paid like he's going to get paid more than. Derek Carr, and I just, and he's probably going to get better than Derek Carr. And I like Derek Carr a lot. I know, I know. I just, is he, is he that, is, is he the best, is he the best Derek Carr, or is he the worst young stud superstar? Like, it, like that's that I don't know I I am cheap with quarterback for whatever reason. And he's it's like, like and he's it's like, like the sixth or seventh best quarterback in the league. Oh man, that's so high. It's not that high. Seven's not that high. So, well, like I think, like I, I guess I I look at it as like there could be 
32 quarterbacks that are like if there were 32 Joe Barrows, you could be the 32nd best quarterback and still win. Like I, I've been like thinking of it as tiers, and like I think like Jalen Hurts' best tier is right. like that win win a Super Bowl, but not because of Jalen Hurts' quarterback. That's like that second third tier. I would say that's probably the second tier. Like a suit, like because of the intangibles. That's why he gets from. He's like probably a third level player in the second tier because of like good management, good team. And you think? Wait a minute. You think that Jalen Hurts is in the second ceiling, tier? Ceiling. Like like that's like what I've my diluted brain has brought. Like that's what what I'm aiming for this year. And if he doesn't get there, then he'll never be there this year or not. Like you have to show me like a next step. Like he's gonna that would be like a two tier tier jump, by the way. But like the top tier is the guys you pay because you win games because of them. And I don't know if he's the worst in that tier or the best in the next tier, if that makes sense. And I think he's gonna get paid like that. Dude, top I think tier. he's I think in like three years in the league, like he's like just like been great every year. I think he made the Pro Bowl three times. Yeah, but with Hopkins, he's got a seventy-one percentage, and with without him, he's like sixty-three point one. He's averaged less touchdowns without him. Like, like it's like his splits with like he, the best receiver in the world is like scary enough. I guess what. It's it's like it's it's just what I see. I'm just I don't know if I'm if it's my eyes trick me or something's wrong with my brain. I'm not sold on him being the best. Like like uh, okay, that so tier. name like, all the quarterbacks who you think are better than him right now. NFL quarterbacks. Let me let me do a look. Quarterbacks. Okay, right now. Because I know there's a couple of these that you'll like push off as like age, but Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, uh-huh. Justin Herbert, uh-huh. Mahomes, Mahomes, Barrow. Okay, now listen to me right now. I like Joe Barrow. Right now, Joe Barrow is ranked as like the fifth best quarterback in the league by everybody. Right, in, right in that area. Mm-hmm. Right now. You think Next the year, the Cincinnati Bengals will not sniff the Super Bowl, and suddenly he will fall down the rankings into like seven, eight territory. Okay, Kyler Murray in a vacuum is better than Joe Barrow. I don't agree with that at all. That's how I feel. I think Joe Barrow that's, is. Gonna, that's not talking shit on Joe Barrow. I think no. I think I, Kyler Murray's great. Yeah. So no, I know you are probably the highest person I know on Kyler Murray. Right, I think guys, I'm just being about realistic this. about. The fuck is that? Is that this thing? Is that me? Yeah. Make it stop. All right. I think the Bengals had a lot of things break their way last year. And I think Joe Barrow is a very, very good quarterback. Maybe even a great quarterback. I think he's great. I don't think he's elite. I think Joe's elite. I think Barrow and Kyler Murray are in the same tier. And you can rank them as you see fit. Okay. But he is not. Joe Barrow is not in the same tier as Patrick Mahomes. He's not. He's not the same guy as Patrick Mahomes. He's not the same guy as Josh Allen. Yeah, I guess if you're looking at it like he's not he, arm he's strength, not he's not that he's not that guy. But he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not, you know, Tom Brady. He's not he's not. I've, I've He's very 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 I've, good. I've admittedly been higher on Joe Barrow for a long time as well. So that that's probably where So 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 Joe Barrow off to the side. Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray? Right now, 
I think I would rather have Kyler Murray, but all I mean, obviously, Russell Wilson has proven that he's you know, like if we're talking yeah. prime Russ, it's different. Yeah, and that's yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson or Kyler Murray. I need to see Deshaun Watson play okay. again. Uh, Can't answer that yet. Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Okay, so so yeah, that would put him around seven. So seventh is is like, but like there's a bunch of guys where it's like fluid with Jip Barrow and Russ and. And I love Lamar, but he's inconsistent. Yeah, and, and I just I see I see him as that like level player where it's just like I I think he's going to command like I think because of like the personality traits that he's shown I think he's going to want to be like I I should be the highest paid quarterback, and I don't I think he would that would cripple a team from being successful with Kyler Murray as a quarterback. Um, like I mean that's that's not a criticism of his talent. Yeah. So but, okay. But also, he's a he's a premier quarterback in the league. I mean, yeah. he just is. I'm I have a hard on for him for sure, and I don't know why. But I'm not I'm not as high on him. And he could take a huge step forward in year four uh, next year, and and it would be it it would it would be enough. Oh, St- Stafford or him? Oh, Murray. Okay, I'm Stafford's like the ninth or tenth best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Do you have and, Staff- and Carr? I you- had I had Stafford Carr. at nine and Carr at ten, and then Brady unretired. So now I have Stafford at ten and Carr at eleven. Okay. So Carr's not a top ten quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah. But when, <laughs> when we talked about that, Tom Brady was still retired. Yeah, but I had I probably had uh, like Lamar Jackson ahead of him or somebody stupid. You probably had fucking Kirk Cousins ahead of him because you were trying to prove me wrong. I think Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr are the same quarterback. No, you're wrong. That's they're, crazy. They're the same guy. Oh my god! They're the same tier. I'm just. I'm. They're not in the same tier. I'm talking about spending money on quarterback, and I just. Carr is in tier two, and Cousins is in tier three. This has got to be an off season thing where we define tiers, put quarterbacks in them. Like, would I would break? Do you break the like? Do you think that the contract for Aaron Rodgers was a good one, or do you think that it's crippled the team and not even Aaron Rodgers can win with that? Well, I mean, they chased Devontae Adams out. So. Yeah, it's like, I, I just, I can't. And they like, were willing to pay him, but he was just like, nah, fuck all that. <laughs> like, like the, the, you paid a, a half a billion dollars for Patrick Mahomes and, like, you just chased Tyreek Hill out, but you draft a young receiver and they're going to be fine. And, like, Josh Allen made Gabe Davis look like fucking Jerry Rice in a, in a playoff game. This like, is exactly why if you love a quarterback, you can't, you can't skip him. Yeah, That's exactly what I was saying earlier. But but none of the quarterbacks, like none of the quarterbacks in this draft, even come close to the Malik Willis. I keep I everything I say about yeah, but this Malik, quarterback but draft. But Malik Willis is so me. raw. There's no guarantee, even though he's got the physical traits. There's so no guarantee. Essentially, the same as Josh Allen. I mean, that was what Josh Allen was. Josh Allen, yeah, I know, was. But why does everybody want to compare everyone to Josh Allen? No, Josh I'm Allen, saying raw player wise. I mean, that's what you. That's what you. You draft him because you're like the Josh Allens and the and the Mahomes. Like, give me the tools, I'll figure the rest out. Because it wasn't like, I mean, Mahomes went like I think tenth or twelfth in that draft. Like, there were question marks about him because he wasn't played in Texas Tech. He, like there the those are like but he had the rocket arm. It's the arm, it's the the other things, the 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 physical attributes. And he had the benefit of going to maybe the greatest coach. Yeah, that of, helps. You know, the greatest like game plan. Yeah, like, I mean know. Josh Allen if you if he went to like uh, who's that quarter uh coach that stinks? Uh Adam Gase, 
He would be not. He would, yeah. he would not be good. Yeah. I don't know. I I just I I am so afraid of these big contracts just ruining teams. Like Dak Prescott, they paid him a ton of money, and now they lost Amari Cooper. And like, yeah, they may be good next year, but. I can't see them winning a Super Bowl with that yeah, but, roster. But conversely, the Chiefs paid a ton of money to um, Patrick Mahomes, and they're in the deep in the playoffs every single year. Yeah, Stafford got paid a bunch of money, and they spent their payroll was fucking astronomical. I think that they cheat. and they just won the Super Bowl. I think Bowl. they're committing tax fraud. I don't understand how they keep signing players. Who did they just get? They got. Uh, well, they Bobby lost. Wagner. They lost a lot of guys this year too, though. Yeah. And Bobby Wagner's done. Yeah, but it's still, it's just. The money that gets spent around the league on quarterback, it, I think I would never be a good GM because I would never pull the trigger on any contract ever. Here's the deal. Kyler Murray makes you a playoff team. Kyler Murray wins you a playoff game. The, yeah. the, the, the Eagles were bad last year. Their defense was bad last year. They didn't have a ton of weapons last year. They made it to the playoffs. Kyler Murray gives you a fucking fighting chance of winning that game and advancing in the playoffs tomorrow. Same team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, but, but, yeah. So yeah, Kyler Murray is probably an upgrade over Jalen Hurts. Probably. Like I'm, ju- I'm just saying that's what you just said. Like that's not that's it's a, it's a lock. He's a huge upgrade, and he makes your team a threat to win. Yeah, to win that playoff. Oh game God. Between, what? Donald just sent me a snap. I gotta watch it. Oh no. She's on her bachelorette. Oh, uh, she's real probably nervous. having fun. She better not be kissing. Better no dudes. not be having fun. She said, this is crazy. They're just walking around. Well, that looks like probably, if I had to think over the next two weeks, that's probably the second most fun bachelor slash bachelorette party I'll see a Snapchat of. (laughs) I've been there. It is crazy. But I was there for an Eagles game. I saw Jeffrey Lurie walking in the street. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hot Asian wife. Yeah. she. You know what? I don't like her, though. Not, I mean, personally, I'm sure she's great, but she designed the um, Midnight Green Kelly Green jerseys. Um, Midnight Green Kelly Green. The Midnight Green Midnight jerseys. Green, yeah. And I don't, I got to tell you, I don't love the Midnight Green anymore. I, I'm, I'm ready Are you to, ready for the, the, the light one? I don't know. They won the Super Bowl in that. Oh, what do you think? What, Trevor Lawrence or Kyler Murray? Ooh, Kyler Murray. Okay. Today, yeah, this is but like fun. you know, long term, if I have to project long term, I I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. But yeah, you know. me too. Uh, I also think there's going to be people in that top whatever that fall out of vogue. So it's very much, it's very much liquid. Yeah, Kyler Murray is going into year four, and I think my fear with him is I think Kyler Murray could just as well be like not he may be the best of these guys, but he could be Prescott Carr, uh, Prescott Carr. Tannehill Cousins tier, or he could be like with these other guys that I just see as like the next level dudes. Like Dude, I'm, I'm on. backing up a Brinks trucks. Come on, for Listen, Justin Herbert, there is no, I, no matter how much you're unsure about Kyler Murray compared to like Justin Herbert and, and Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen. That's fair. Like he's not those guys. I get that, but he shouldn't be mentioned in the same fucking breath as Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins. I mean, come on, dude. I guess that's fucking that's ins- that's ridiculous. I don't know, man. I don't know. The Vikings have a good team. The only thing holding them back is a fucking shit tier QB. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know if their team's that good. Uh, Jalen, bro, they're walking out every week with 
Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and fucking Adam Thielen. They should be winning games. They should. They should be in the. That's a playoff team. Yeah, I. And then, then like I, I get right back into my argument about like Kyler Murray was a playoff quarterback this year. He he was hurt, hurt. I thought he was healthy. He had forty. He, he had a. He was he was hurt for the first of all. He missed games. Then he, he missed came games. Back, he was still hurt. He, I thought and he, he was, was missing his best wide receiver. I just I don't know. I'm just saying he had a terrible game. He threw two picks. I mean he didn't play ha- like he didn't play like he didn't blow me away. He played. Like a, he played. He had Jalen Hurts' stat line without the garbage time. Like I just, I'm just not as sold on him as you are, and I'm probably going to be wrong on it. But that's going to be a He's, take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. If on the that Eagles hill. had an opportunity to trade for him, and, and it wasn't like a bend you over the barrel trade, everything I said goes out the window. Then and, they should do it. Uh, yeah, everything I say goes out the window if we trade for him. Just like everything I, everything I say about. Drake London, I'm not going to come around to until he catches like a touchdown. The minute they draft him, I'll be like, you know, always what? loved him. You know what? He does. I love he a does. USC he's, wide receiver. He's a contested catch machine. He's six four. He, he separates. He's, he's big. Tough. Tough. Plays hurt. And you know, you know, great route running isn't the only way to get separated. Exactly. And you know what? There's something to be said of catching contested balls. I just talked myself into Drake London yeah, just well, now. That was easy. Yeah, that that would be enough. I just oh, what hour twenty? Yeah, but half <laughs> half, of, half of this is just bitching about Kyler Murray. All right, make sure everybody tunes in. We're gonna. We're, what are we doing for the drift? We're doing a live one. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to come over to my house, or do you want me to come here? We do it here. We do it there. I don't care. Yeah. Well, we're gonna wing it, but we will stream. I am inviting uh, Delco Robbie. Delco Rob is gonna try to eat fifty nuggets. Uh, he said he could do it within five minutes, I believe. There's no chance. That's what I said. He I said there's no way in the world he did, swears he could do it. I texted you as soon as I read that tweet. It was two minutes old. I went, are you with Delco Robbie? Tell him no, he fucking can't. He swears. So I'm going to try to get him there. We're going to try to get him to eat 50 nuggets within five minutes. Uh, make sure you tune into that. It's um, D-Day, boys. We're seven days out. Seven days out of draft. Eight days out of uh, me blacking out. Two days straight. Two and a half. I can't think of a song for to play us out. Um, um, oh, oh God. Um, yeah, always. When in when in doubt, go 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 Eagles, go Mikey G Giordano. Vote. Uh, we will be live streaming next week for the draft, and then our next episode will be recapping the at least the first two picks. And then, you know, whatever. Maybe the second round pick. I don't know. Arguing more about Kyler Mary, probably. I wonder if they will get him. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling abundantly confident. The Eagles don't, you know, as as judged by this offseason, the Eagles just don't get good wide receivers. Well... Fuck it. <laughs> that's that's me calling Kyler Mary a wide receiver. As usual, go birds. Go birds. I can't wait for Kyler Mary.